0: Not your average Not your average Not your average Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Operator with me, Melon McFadden. Uh, I'm joined by my regular boys with uh, Mike and Raf. How you doing there, Mike?
1: Mellon, what's up, brother? Hey, man. I'm uh, doing really well. Uh, this is kind of a weird show for guys that aren't uh, tracking we're uh, doing this uh, around midnight at my time and working around these guys' schedules. So it's uh, it's kind of a nice uh, Saturday night, to say the least. Pretty excited. Yeah, good one. I got up early
2: on a, a Sunday morning to make the time work. And uh, we've got Rafa. How are you doing, man? Good, brother. I'm doing really good, man. Yeah, same thing. I think everyone's off their, their normal schedules to, to make this happen. So everyone's doing a little bit of sacrificing, but it's totally worth it to see your ugly mugs. Well... There's one pretty mug in this. The other three are ugly. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to her. Let's get to her. Yeah. yeah. So, uh,
0: well we've hit a dozen episodes and, uh, the, the three of us have all gone through quite a journey. I mean, we're all stoked to have uh Raf back with us after we had a couple of great episodes with, uh, Pauline Johnson, shout out to Pauline who joined us for a couple. And, uh, the, this, the topic today is gratitude. And, uh, you know we've been talking a lot offline uh my five and a half six months sort of a solo period ended and my family came back so we're joined here by my, by my wife cherry how you doing cherry
3: good thank you <coughs> thanks for having me
0: it was a six day trip six days of travel and uh she left australia and uh, had to travel by sort of all points of the compass to get back here and uh she came back with my two monkeys and uh there's been happy times here since since she got back so uh How was the trip back?
3: It was long. It was really long. Um, But I was very grateful to be on the flights that I was on Um, and grateful to be back after five and a half months away. So, yeah, I'm very happy.
0: Yeah, good one.
2: I'm happy you're back. I was tired of carrying him for five months and giving him pep talks every day. (laughs) I
1: I think happy just, just for the listeners out there, I think happy doesn't even explain it. Okay. Like if you look at Mellon on a daily basis, he he has this terrible comb over and wears a, like a black uh, tank top everywhere he goes. And he's just not very attractive guy, but when he called and told Raph and I, they're coming back, they're coming back. He had the biggest grin on his face and he just looked like he was, you know, actually handsome and about 23 years old again and this bright-eyed <laughs> bushy tailed back in love and stuff so uh, this is a big this was huge this was very huge and we're extremely happy that uh, the family's back together
3: I just want to yeah, thank you I, both as complete. well because um, doing the podcast has I think made a big difference for Paul um, during the five and a half months that he was here on his own and um, I-, I loved listening to the podcast while I was away. Um, so, yeah, both of you have been an amazing support to him. So, thank you.
1: Uh, we didn't even think about it all the time until, you know, we would, we would talk offline of the podcast and video chat, and we have been video chatting. And, you know, hearing that, uh, you know, your guys' relationships are, were being built in a car, taking michael and annie to school or right. anything and being able to listen to their dad on here talking while you're across the world i mean that's just very cool man like we, we wouldn't even think about it sometimes until we sit and pause and melon would be like my son michael listened to me on the way to school and he just called me and told me all these stories and about how these stories are resonating with him and it's man it's been a
2: hell of a journey to say the least It is well, funny i think the kids, that alone just made it I was to say that that alone just made it worth it. If you think about it, right? Like even even if Michael McFadden was her only listener, I mean that that alone is the uh, reason enough, right? Like him and Annie, reason enough to make this.
0: Hey, you guys are good. The kids have been like since since they got back. They've been we've been back doing a little uh, quarantine here uh, after they they got in, and the kids <laughs> have been asking me quite often, uh, you know, hey daddy, when are you going to do the next podcast? Because they they friggin I love it. You know, they they're very excited that we're in here recording it right now. So anyway, guys, we're uh, the the topic today for episode twelve is uh, gratitude. You know, we had a bit of a chat offline, and it just was this was the topic that is just rising up for the for the three of us and uh, and my family. We're all having a great time here, and uh, so kicking us off, we're going to throw over to Raf. gratitude. What are you grateful for, man?
2: Uh, obviously, there's a lot to be grateful for. Um, it's really not difficult to, to find it if you just have some quiet moments, I think, in the beginning of the day or even throughout the day. But I think the most resounding, and this is with me every day, is uh, I, I, it's difficult for me to be grateful for anything before I first immediately go to my father. So obviously, you guys know, son of migrant parents, first-generation American and it's whenever I start to feel gratitude, it immediately goes back to every sacrifice and decision he made, which eventually landed me in the United States, being born in the United States. And I call it having the human, winning the, the human lottery. Um, and just a, I don't have to get into details about him, but, uh, and these stories I've never gotten from him specifically. I got them from uncles and friends of family that just kind of told me what he had to go through. So, and and so again, it's difficult not to use this as my platform, but you know, as a young twenty-something-year-old, he crossed the the desert of Arizona and parts of New Mexico. Um, you know, three days. Picture this: you and your best mate. So basically, the three of us, right? A gallon of water in hand and a loaf of bread, and three days of straight walking through the deserts. We're talking like hundred-plus degree temperatures, whatever it is at night. Um, and obviously to, to seek a better future for his family and obviously to, to, to find his bride, which was my mother. Um, so I think about the sacrifice that he does and it's, and it's really difficult for me not to be grateful. Every time, my gratitude always starts with him because I wouldn't be the man that I am now or with the opportunities that I have. And it all starts with him. And I, it's, I'm grateful for a lot, but it always starts with him. Um, that's one of my greatest. And I, see, and I even see him in my son. Right. So when I see Soren, there's a certain little buck tooth smile that he gives me and I just I see my dad in him and I just think that's amazing, you know. But it started in you know this this plight in the desert where he's walking and probably imagining what his life is gonna be. And I'm sure it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to be. But one, two generations later, I mean it's it's undeniable, man. It's 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 what life's about, right? It's it's a, it's beautiful. You it's it's nice to be able to extract like sheer unadulterated beauty from sacrifice and I'm sure there's loneliness and I'm sure he was scared at times and I'm sure he was, you know, doubt, lots of self-doubt about what he was doing going into a foreign country. He didn't speak the language. So yeah, that's what I'm grateful for.
0: Hey, Raph, how old was he when he did that desert crossing? I,
2: honestly, I, I know he was less than 25 because my sister was born when he was 25 and my parents... Um, got married. I, I want to say he was 23, 23
0: or 22. Such a huge thing yeah, to picture right? someone actually walking across a desert with, with a gallon of water. Like I know you've told me that story before and I just, you know, I've got a mental image of a man doing that, you know, and I see you yeah. now a man with 20 years of military service for his country and, you know, a pilot and, just you know son of a migrant family i just it's such it's it's almost like (laughs) you know it's a caricature of america and australian success that our country being the melting pot that we are you know that these migrant people who just throw everything they've got into getting to these places and like my family never returned no one in my family ever returned to ireland again but when they came to australia and you don't know what you're getting yourself in for right and it's these people just t- just taking an, an a- actual epic journey.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely. it's amazing, I mean, right? Yeah, it, it it blows my mind. It really does. When I really really meditate on it, um, it's difficult to go backwards, right? And I don't mean like professionally or financially. I mean like as a human being. It's difficult for me to go back. Like it, mm. I, I can't go back. I have to be better, right? So whenever I'm I'm doing terrible things or I feel like a terrible person. It's like, I think about him. And I'm like, no, I can't go back. I have to, I have to be better. And was your mom already in the U S right? Yeah, she she was actually so interesting story about that. Uh, so my, my mom's mom, my grandmother had dual citizenship. She was actually born in Chicago. So she had an American citizenship, but she was also a Mexican citizen. So they had, Homes in the United States in California and then they had one in Mexico. And so my mom had like 11 siblings and I think two died uh, shortly after birth. So could have potentially had 13 Um, And so when she was I think 18 or 19, maybe she was 18 um, They they moved her to to California and that was kind of the, the drive for my father, right? Because they'd known each other since they were Kids I mean, my my mom talks about how he would court her on his horse. He would trot over to her house on his little horse and, you know, throw rocks at the window. And, of course, uh, her dad would shoo him away. But the truth is both families knew each other. They're from the same small village, Cobblestone. I mean, just very, I mean, going back generations. And my dad's dad was very um, kind of a... I mean, they weren't rich. Uh, I guess in those days, having lots of livestock is worth something. So he was kind of a, a res- well-respected man. So my dad came from a very respected family in that small village. So uh, the story goes, he basically crossed, you know, the border to find my mother. He kind of had a vague idea where she was living, um, and then uh, proposed to her. And of course, her parents knew my dad and they knew that he came from, from good stock. So they said, hey, listen, you can marry her, but you don't have a dime in your in your pocket. So you got to get some of that stuff together. And I, as a matter of fact, her their first wedding ring, believe it or not, was a nickel that he drilled through and he proposed to her with it. Wow.
1: That's awesome, yeah. man. You know, it's kind of funny if you stop and think about, you know, like, he rode a horse up there and was like throwing rocks and like courting <laughs> the word. The fact that you use courting as the word, I mean, people don't even know what that is anymore, but, uh, you know, today's generation, you know, with slight offense. Okay. You guys need to learn how to drive it, but some kids can even like drive a manual let alone a horse to be like, Hey, I'm going to come pick you up on my horse in about 20 minutes. You know, it's just yeah. like, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty yeah, they're cool. Swapping, yeah, that's... They're
0: swapping right and left on, uh, on Tinder. There, Mark, well, probably, I was gonna say, this than recording is... someone.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I, I matched with somebody. How far away do you live? Three miles. Ugh. Can't yeah. do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is easily, you know, a hundred years prior to, uh, Tinder. This is very, very, yeah, this is the furthest thing. This is the complete polar opposite of Tinder. I mean, they've literally known each other most of their lives. They've never dated anybody
1: outside themselves. Instead of Tinder, your dad started his own thing. It was called Nickel, apparently. (laughs) And it worked pretty well. It was a good match. It was a good match. Yeah, yeah. That's the best story,
0: Raph. I think I think that's the best thing I've heard on the podcast, honestly. Because I I, like I knew that across the desert, I knew that there was this three day journey, but I didn't understand how and and the why, and I didn't know that your parents were from the same village back back in the day, and I didn't know about the nickel. That's that's there's such beautiful details of a family uh, story to
1: capture.
2: I hear the fatties.
1: Yep, those are fatties.
2: Yeah,
0: my two little beasts. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah. So yeah, wow, that's, so, that's what I'm grateful for. That that that's
0: still awesome. But, you know, thanks for kicking off with that story. That that uh, bit of family heritage, that bit of tapestry. So uh, for me, I'm just gonna, I've just got to put it out there. I'm just right now, I'm just rolling in the, in the ways of gratitude, having my family with me. You know, after this time apart, to be back together and uh, in this period of lockdown that we're in, I'll wake up in the morning and I know that there's the whole family is under the roof and I know that we're all going to be under the same roof through sunrise to sunset. I know that there's no, no one knocking on the door. There's no distractions. There's no interruptions where we've got family films. We're going to be watching. We're going to be playing board games, chess, and you know, that there's going to be conversations and meals being prepared and shared together. And my daughter, Annie's been, uh, she's really, really expanded her repertoire of music while she's been in Oz. I reckon she's, She's doing eight hours easy on the piano and singing every day. And I reckon she's got like five, five hours of songs that don't repeat now. I I feel a bit guilty. It's all this eighties rock. Uh, I feel like I planted too many seeds, but I'm, I'm super happy that it's not, I don't want to put anything down, but none of this modern sort of uh, pop music that the kids are into. I think I'd go mad if I was getting eight hours of that, but I'm getting Queen and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and
2: I might you know, have to send her. I might have to send her a quick, uh, a quick song from T Swift. See if that'll turn her. No, 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 no. No T Swift. Uh. Uh-uh.
1: No. So it was really it was really nice. So uh, I think about a day or two after the family got back. This this was a personal story for me, and I and I just I loved it. So obviously, there's like this seven hour difference between, uh, you know, me and and Melon and his family. And uh what was it, Melon? Like five, five thirty in the morning my time, I think it was. And yeah. I get a video call, and the whole family's there. And I'm just like taking it all in. I'm I'm not even awake yet. And uh <laughs> Annie's on the piano, just crushing playing Queen. Uh okay, I'm a Queen fan. And um, she was in there just playing Metallica, but then she gets on and she's she's playing Queen for me, and I was just like, man that's how I want to wake up. I mean, I didn't care that I, I did not care that I was like in another world. I was so tired, but man, that, that was just very special to me. I was so happy. And, you know, I think we talked for what, like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did. Time didn't matter. And that, that was the cool part, man. I, I enjoyed it. For the
0: people out there in podcast land, uh, we made like a, a messenger group. So my kids have got, uh, direct columns with, uh, T.O. Raff and Mr. Mike, as they call them. And so there's been some videos going back and forward already. And, and these two guys are really good positive influences on my kids. And it's really a wonderful thing because I know that they're going to have these contacts with these guys out into the foreseeable future. I know Michael, <laughs> he doesn't come to me anymore when he wants advice about what gun he's got in his uh, shoot him up that he's playing with his mates. He sends screenshots off off to Mr. Mike for a, an accurate gun, to, you know, <laughs> the full breakdown. He gets back the muzzle velocity and the magazine capacity. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's got the, uh, he th- I think he thinks uh, Mike's somewhere out there with uh, Iron Man and Thor <laughs> in the Avengers. <laughs> for real. I don't but, know, uh, man. I'm not,
1: I, I don't wear the speedo thing anymore, but uh, I appreciate the.
0: But yeah, it's, it's just been this wonderful time of, um, reunion you know it was it was an indeterminate period of time it wasn't like a deployment that I've been on where I knew hey come first of April you we'll would be home with your family and you know it's a pl- plus or minus a few days for the standard sort of military delays this period being they were back in Australia and there was no international travel and just not knowing when it would end and uh you know it was there was some difficult periods in there like waking up in an empty villa and uh going to bed in an empty villa and just not knowing when that was going to uh, and, and also, just with that that pressure that ever, we've globally been under of just not knowing, are your family going to be healthy? Is there going to be major disruption to our society and so on? And just so grateful that we've been able to pick our way through this. And um, I know that there's been people who've done it much harder than I have with people who've had serious health impacts and, and have lost loved ones, you know. But I'm just uh, super grateful for how well we are getting through it. And uh, these difficult times, there are beautiful moments inside those times. And, and you know, I, I, I just hope that everyone out there as well has that light at the end of the tunnel uh, experience that I had coming through the other side. So that's what I'm grateful for. How about you, Cherry, what are, what are you grateful for?
3: I'm just following on from what you said, Ralph. I'm really grateful for family. And you talking about your dad had me thinking about my, the time that I got to spend with my grandmother while I was in Australia. And they were migrants in the seventies and they brought their eight kids to Australia. And they were Filipinos, obviously looked very different to white Australians at the time. They didn't see any Asian people during their outings. And uh, in the the first, you know, few weeks, few months of being in Australia, and um, I got to spend nearly every day with my grandmother, who's now ninety-five. And Annie would play on her piano for her after school, and she would often get up out of her chair and walk over to the piano and play for Annie. And so they would do this back and forth, and obviously the music's very different, but just having my daughter and having my grandmother, a 13 year old and a 95 year old, and I had a real sense that this five and a half months, just during that time, that what my family means to all of us, to, to my kids, to to me, to what we all mean to each other and what we bring to each other and how grateful I felt in that period of time, that even though I was not here with Paul, that I got to spend time with someone who's such a, an important person in our family. And um, yeah, just very grateful for family, grateful to have traveled with um, my kids, with Annie and Michael, um such a long way they're amazing uh travelers they've been <laughs> on a lot of a lot of flights all around the world in their short little lives and <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure michael could take annie on an international flight and totally do it just the two of them he he redirected me a few times through airports and one one of the interesting things that i found going through these airports was just how shut down everything was. The airports were eerie and it's, I mean, they're normally such bustling places and you really get a sense that you're going somewhere, that you're, that you're traveling somewhere. It's exciting. And this unknown thing on the other side of these airports and to go, to walk through them and have them basically boarded up, as if they were being renovated or they were just so quiet. Some airports, there was only one place open to buy a drink. Um, So the impact is obviously huge, um, but I was so grateful to be going through those airports with just the the limited number of people that were there. I think everyone there must've felt very lucky that they were able to go wherever they were going. Um, and so I was very grateful to, to have landed here eventually and to come home to Paul.
0: Was, uh, we landed, the, the kids were transiting through, uh, with Cherry in one of the airports and they, uh, mentioned, and Annie was asking how long was the next flight and it had, it was like a 13 hour flight. And, uh, she's like, okay, how long was the last one? She's like, oh, that was nine and a half. I was like a little pause and I could, I was sort of transiting, got to hear some stuff and. Okay, that's all right. It's only another three and a half hours longer than the last one. <laughs>
2: uh, she's such a legend. She's such a little <laughs> savage, man. I love, God, I love her. And that they just transit together, these two, like they just
0: get along and he's got a, you can just picture her. She's, she's 13. She's quite tall. She's nearly as tall as Cherry. She's got a cane in her right hand and uh, her left hand, she's holding hands with Michael and and he's just sort of got the scan on. And, you know, I heard, I heard a bit of "No, no, no mum, we need to go to the right. And he's, he's checking the gate numbers off and stuff as they're walking along and, and picturing Cherry with all the bags, you know, following yeah. uh, in train. So uh, yeah, family, family reunion. Yeah. Time with uh, the great grandmother, the Gigi, the, ma- the matriarch, the great grandmother, we call her Gigi. She still plays the piano. She's, uh, it's just this little font of wisdom and love anyway, guys. So there's a family reunion for Melon and, uh, time with family and, and also a fresh appreciation of those, another migrant journey of Cherry's grandparents who moved to Australia in this, in 71. All right, great. Throw over to you there, Mike. Uh, what are you grateful
1: for? So I'm getting, I'm getting a little emotional and, uh, so I've been reflecting this past week. So we, we were supposed to do this last night and uh, some some scheduling and everything. We had to push it right 24. So I was really, really diving in thinking about this topic. Um, I was driving the other day and thinking about uh, – I was thinking about one of my teammates that's passed. And I thought about just him and what a good person he was. He, he lived a wonderful amazing life and uh you know i've I've been reading a lot about uh about life and the meaning and some of the bible and different things and it's kind of a i don't want to it's i don't look at it as a morbid way but uh i had to redo my uh my will this past week and update it and uh i just sat there and thought about what would, uh, what would that look like and who would show up and what would they say about me? And, uh, it really, it really paused me. I I was driving, I actually pulled, pulled my truck over and I just sat there for a good three, four minutes. And I just really thought about it. I got a little cheered up, just kind of feeling some good emotions because it was a positive thing. And, um, i'm just grateful to be here i i I don't know how else to describe it i'm just i just love being mike i really do Uh, the the things that have been put in my life the the people i am just glad i wake up every single day and i have an opportunity to take what's coming to me, to fail, to love, to pass, to call my my brothers Raph and Melon and Cherry and hear these stories about these kids that listen to me and somehow look up to me. Um, I think that's what life is about, man. And I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I can just keep continuing this journey because I think in the last couple of months, I, I was in a bad place. I was in a dark place with a lot of bad things going on in my life, and losing somebody that I loved, and uh, really struggling. And uh, we just talked about it before, but you know this transformation that we've all been able to do just between the three of us. You know, I can look at Melon and Raph and see different people than six months ago. They can look at me and you know switch around. And this is the whole point of life is being able to wake up and just do it. Raf said it before, but life is time. It's really all it is. It's just time. Stop wasting it. Live it. Love it. Enjoy it. Find the happiness in it. And just, uh, there's no other way to put it, man. I'm just, I just, I'm appreciative just to be here. I'm blessed. I really am.
0: Well, wow. thanks for sharing that with us, Mark. De- definitely, uh, I have gotten a huge amount out of doing this with you two guys. When Raf approached me a couple of months ago and uh, talked about this venture and invited me to participate with you two guys, I never would have thought I would have taken the, the benefits and uh, found these joyful moments and participated in each other's lives and and you know seeing you might move through that that arc the journey you've been under in the last couple of months and seeing Raph paving his house and going through his prison workouts while he was in quarantine and and now have his travel and for you guys to be there with me and for you two to become really major impacts in the life of my family and you guys both really helped me get through my dark time on my own, and you both really made a difference to my family like you both are these mentoring voices that my children were listening to while driving to school and driving around on weekends and stuff and uh, there's so much in what you've just said around having that appreciation for the time we have and and we we don't get to have these days twice like the moment you're in you're in, you know, like we can be taken out of that present moment with thinking about the past and, and having regrets or wishing we could do things over. And we can be in that mind in the future and and you're going through the what ifs and, you know, we can miss the moment. We can miss the day. You can miss those beautiful things that there are in your life. You You know, know. it really resonated with me.
1: Some, something I've held on to, and I, it was about two months ago, I want to say, that uh, Mellon put it really, really clearly. Is I had a shit day, <laughs> really shit day, and uh, the way I he, I called these guys right after it and was talking to them about it, and I was just like, I, I, I want to try to explain how I feel, and uh, it felt like felt like I was on a base. And I was going out to do this mission, but I didn't know what the mission was, but I had, I was being asked to put my body armor back on and go back out. And it's something I love doing. But at that point it was just like, well, what's the point? Like, so what if I go out and do these things? Like, what's the point? You know, why should I put my body armor and helmet on and go right back out? Like, what's the point? There's nobody here. You know, there's, there's nothing worth, uh, coming back to now and that's kind of where I was and now that I've been on this journey and really appreciating the things that really matter I appreciate just being able to put that body armor on and go back out because it doesn't matter what's out there it doesn't matter what's waiting here I'm just appreciative that I could still stand up put that armor on You know, and I'm using that as like a, you know, (laughs) a metaphor, if you will, and and physically actually, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I'm just thankful that I can wake up every day, put on that body armor and helmet. And I know there's a mission waiting for me for that day, whatever it might be. And I'm not worried about once it's over, what's going to come back because I just know that, I I love what I do. I love who I am. And at the end of the day, I'm still me. And that's the beauty of it. And the rest just doesn't matter. The rest is going to happen the way it happens. And, uh, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll put my body armor back on and I'll go out and do it again. Cause I have great people in my life. Like these guys, like cherry and, uh, a bunch of other people that, you know, Again, I just appreciate.
2: You know, it's it's interesting that you just said that, um, and I think everybody gleans this from different experiences in life. But um, and I always keep going back to you know my family, specifically my son. But I think that the birth of my son, Soren, and just watching him completely cleans that palette, that slate for me, right? Like, it's kind of like you said, all the stuff, you you start to realize how much is, how much that surrounds us is just not really important. I mean, it's just, it's so fascinating that like almost overnight, I go from worrying about 12 different things or maybe superficial friendships or whatever it is, right? That's, it's, it's different things. And suddenly this little baby's put in your hands, uh, once he takes his first little breath and you're just, I mean, everything about what you whatever preconceived notion that you had. I mean, even whatever you thought, you know, you thought, um, my ability to, you know, like Melon said that high watermark for love, you know, I'm allowed to, I'm capable of loving, you know, whatever, like 10 feet tall. You put this baby in your hands, you realize you had, you didn't know what you were talking about. You had no idea what you were talking about. Your love just, I mean, you blew that ceiling by miles. Um, but yeah man it just it's and again everybody gleans it differently i think it might be from a death of a teammate it might be from the birth of a son or a daughter it might be extreme hardship you know whatever it is but at the end of it everybody realizes that moment and i think it's important that we don't walk away from 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 understanding that we just we just found it right and you need to hold on to that right? Get, it's like I said, we're, we're in this thing together and we're just pushing back against chaos. And part of that process is just getting rid of that white noise, right? Getting rid of just nonsense that just distracts you. Cause that's all life is right. It's not to make light the situation, but I just started Instagram cause we started the podcast and I'm trying to find motivational people on there. And like, you know, a lot of it for workouts, but like every other, you know, tile that's on my screen is like some person flexing or some chick showing her butt. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> it's just, it's just nonsense. It's just like, it's just, it's just white noise. And I just, you know, after like the third swipe, I'm like, I, I'm over it. I just want to throw my phone away. Cause it's just, it's stupid, you know? So it's just nonsense. So then I just turn to Pomeranian puppies, but that's, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, one of the, the, the really great things that happened um, during the five and a half months away, uh, and you guys mentioned it earlier, was driving Annie and Michael to school. Um, we were actually driving Annie to school uh, these particular mornings because Michael was finishing his uh, year of school online. So uh, I would say to the kids, we'd get in the car and I'd say to them, there's a new podcast and they'd be super excited and I'd plug in my phone and we'd listen to it on the um, car, you know, car speakers. So we have your three voices really like around us in the car. It's not like listening to it on a phone or something. And it's about a 30 minute drive. So we'd, we would get most of it, but we really get got this sense of the three of you of, of, of your feelings about your world and yourselves and your life and the people around you. And obviously you had your topics, but we were the three of us got to really learn more about the three of you. And it's, it's really interesting as Paul's wife to be listening to him on a podcast and to be thinking I'm learning things about my husband and for my kids to be thinking I'm learning things about my dad. And I'm really grateful to the three of you because there were so many conversations that I was able to have with Annie and Michael that I don't think would just come up in regular conversation. And there were some topics that I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this chat with them right now. Like there's no better time than right now. And I'd press pause and I'd say to them, do you understand what Mike's talking about? Do you understand what Raf's talking about? Do you understand what daddy's just said? And we'll talk about it for five or 10 minutes and then we'd resume playing. And so there are some really great things to talk about with them. And Paul and I have always talked to Annie and Michael with that sense that they will understand. We'll explain things to them that they will understand it in a way that's suitable for them. And we, we try not to hide things from them. We try and let them know what's going on. Um, and so the three of us got so much out of listening to the three of you in that five and a half months away. So thank you for that.
0: It's pretty, uh, I just, I'll say, yeah, I want to follow up on that, that. Just to have this placeholder, we know once a week, we're going to be, uh, circling the wagons we're going to get together and we're going to be having a a conversation about something like I, I really don't know how this comes across out there in the world but it, this is a real uh space where we're willing to be quite vulnerable with each other and talk about things that are real like none of these stories are made up like I talked to these two guys offline and the stuff we cover is really what's going on in our lives and uh it's very special to have this space that I know once a week, I'm going to be able to clear my head. I've got a set topic we're going to talk about and I get together with, with you two guys and we'll sort of like, i find I think more clearly during the conversation that stuff comes up that I'm always surprised at something that we have unearthed together. And some, like I have always said something more than what I expected to say. You know, I've revealed some extra thing. And uh, this has been a really extraordinary thing to participate in with YouTube. So I'm really, really grateful for the chance to undertake that with you guys.
1: You know, I, I can't agree more. And I just want to say I'm extremely proud of this platform that, that we have and what we've been doing. What I'd like to say is, and I, I know these guys can agree with it, is – I know this episode's probably a little bit different than what you were expecting. It's more free talk and because it's real, but we're not standing on a soapbox trying to sound like we're, we have all the answers and we're, you know, in a great place because every one of us right now still has challenges that we're dealing with um, every single day. Nobody gets a pass rat. Raf has said this many times. Um, What we would like, I think is, after listening to something like this is to encourage you guys listening out there to have these conversations, to sit down with family, to figure out what you're, what you have and what you are really grateful for, what really matters. You know, my, my grandmother has a thing in her kitchen, a little plaque, and it says the greatest things in life aren't things. And I love that because it it couldn't be more true, not money, not possessions, anything else. It's the things that you can't see, you know, the, the bonds, the love, the relationships, the stories, the memories, all of that is free. So I, I, I think that would be the main thing that we want you guys to get out of this episode is reflect a little bit and uh, we encourage you to have these conversations with, you know, the people that mean the most in your life.
2: Yeah, and I, I kind of along with uh, what Mike just said, you know, I mean, I, and believe me, I'm, I'm saying this out loud so I can remind myself to do this, but I feel like my best days are when I start the morning with absolute gratitude. Um, you know, and you could, there's different ways to do it. You can meditate, you can pray, you can journal, uh, you can go get a good workout in. But uh, it's usually, like you said, it's the small things, right? I mean, my 43-year-old body is banged up as it is, still moves. You know I mean, I'm sitting here with straight up back pain. But the fact that I still can do pull-ups and I can go run and I can do—I mean, just uh, how how could you not be grateful for that, man? You know, I'm looking forward to getting back and doing a little bit more jujitsu, and you know, even when all the bruises and the and the kinks and the whatever, just so that way when Mike and I get together again, I'm gonna roll his ass up. So you keep just, keep
1: dreaming, <laughs> dude. Keep dreaming okay now we're getting back to the other positive stuff which is the banter okay now now let's really let it fly all right i ain't losing no 43 year old on uh with his walker and cane or whatever you want to call it over here and if I anyone's you. ever
0: seen the uh the film uh team america there's a, a guy on <laughs> there's a guy on team america who goes off and gets a bit of uh let's just say disguise he gets some laser treatment to his face and he gets patches of beard sort of uh lays into his face you should all know that Raft is away from the family and he's taken this opportunity to to grow what must be the worst beard I've ever seen. He's got pieces of like dried up patches of stilo wool attached to his face. And it it, it is it is horrendous. I, 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 I wish that this was audio only and that there was no video because I'm staring into Team America.
1: <laughs> so so uh so just put a little background to that too so since he's overseas and you know it's always good to have a beard and kind of that manly look you know and uh, his wife Aubrey was just like oh hey why don't you grow your beard out why don't you look handsome so just just because we're looking at it right now we want to send out a public apology to Aubrey that it's just it's we're really sorry
2: that he's attempting this I got no comebacks cause it's all so true.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys, we won't take too much more of your time. We, we also just want to extend like a, a, a group thank you to the response we've had from you guys, our listeners. And we never thought that we'd be getting the number of uh, listens that we're, we're getting. We didn't, we didn't, we thought it'd just be the three of us talking, you know, and, the feedback we receive and the reviews we've had and uh, emails we've been getting in. We're just really appreciative of uh, all of you guys. And it feels like we're sort of somehow helping everyone else find these little uh, conversations to have as uh, Mike was just saying. So to sum up there again, I'll just quickly recap. Uh, Raph uh, it's grateful for his, his father, Miguel and that journey. You can just picture him. I can see it in my mind a man walking across the desert in his jeans, carrying a, a gallon of water and uh, giving Ralph the, the winning lottery ticket in life. And also then that birth of uh, when baby siren arrived and the paradigm shift. And I, I know that every parent has, has seen that the world changes in that moment for me, just experiencing this, uh, period here of, of, uh, quarantine with my family and the reunion that I've had, Sherry having uh, gratitude for time with her grandmother, in us and 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 the, and the rest of the family as well, but especially a grandmother who also was a migrant and and took a trip to Australia in 1971 with eight kids into a, a very different culture. Traveling with the kids through empty airports, you know, gratitude for the fact that Michael could probably do some of these transits on his own now, and her having gratitude for hearing these conversations uh, between the three of us while with the kids driving around in South Australia, having just a, a beautiful moment he shared with us. Reflecting on a fallen teammate and uh, going through his will and just having gratitude for life, gratitude for the people that are in his life, gratitude for the ability to make a difference and uh, that sense that life is time, don't waste it. And a beautiful quote from his grandmother, the greatest things in life aren't things. So as uh, Mike was saying, we hope that this is a spur for you guys to have some beautiful conversations in your circle with your family and your friends uh as always from us to you you know we we wish you guys all the best we hope we're making a difference for you guys and uh please share these conversations and leave us a review you can find us on the the gmails mike 77 uh raf and uh paul with not your average at the operator at the start of that and uh we look forward to hearing it from you guys take care